Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are thrilled to have back with us the senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. We love him. Always great to have him with us. He's Charles Robinson, and he's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Charles, how are you? Good. Allegedly. Allegedly in uh, in Buffalo. Allegedly. What are you hearing from the league, and how big of a nightmare is this for the NFL? Uh, I mean, it's pretty sizable. I The thing is, I think the Browns are kind of pissed. Like, like it's it's a situation where I think the Browns would be happy to play in, in inclement weather. Like, I think they're sort of like, Hey, we're kind of built. So let's, let's do that. Let's play, let's, let's play this kind of game. Um, you know, and, and there's obviously a question about if you're going to have outdoor stadiums like this and you're going to get dumped on, it's going to happen. So what's the, what's the real, I guess, what's the push behind this? And I, you know, the NFL, it's, really more about safety i think they're like all right well look if there's six feet of snow you know what we put on a game what are we causing in terms of like the fan base are we putting fans in danger having people travel in this kind of a storm can the stadium be ready i mean i think part of it obviously is stadium prep but it's not just that i think they view it as also a safety issue um for the fan base as well so uh, you know, Detroit, I think Detroit is kind of that sensible option that they're staring at right now. Um, but, you know, they're they're monitoring to see if maybe this changes at all between, you know, now and then. But they, they've got to make a decision. And I would expect, you know, the next 24 to 36 hours, you know, there's going to be some kind of a decision made. So um, it's unfortunate, you know, because I do think that this is this is the kind of weather that, the Browns look. If you want to try and even split the next two games, this is kind of a weird little turn in your favor if you can take the field in that kind of a game against the Bills. Charles, state-run television. I mean, NFL Network is saying that the wow. game <laughs> that rescheduling is not being considered. I would think that ah. if they thought, yeah, that's what I said. Exactly. I'm looking at it right on the screen. It says rescheduling not being considered. So as I continue to read, I meant NFL Network, that I don't know. I mean, if they could, why wouldn't they just move the game time back on Sunday if they thought it was going to end in the morning or something like that? And then I I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to figure out, like, how they're going to decide if they want to do this or or what options they might actually have. Well, I don't. First off, not being considered. I don't even know what that means, because that's that's I almost cussed. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) They've they've talked about it. So like, uh, so what's an element of consideration? Well, we talked about it and it's something we don't want to do. Okay. So then it's not being considered. I mean, like what it's, no, it's not. If, if there's, Anyone who's saying, well, it's completely off the table right now, that's BS because there's nothing. I literally just spoke to someone this morning who said, look, every option's on the table. Like we don't, you know, there's, it's, it's not an easy fix if, if we decide to, whether it's a time, you know, whether it's, you know, moving the time, whether it's moving the location, um, whether it's, it's, you know, trying to reschedule this in a way that's outside the box thinking right now. Um, yeah, I just don't. I that drives me crazy when when people are like you know it's not being considered. Well, if they talked about it and and it's not something that they've said, yeah, we're ruling it out 100. percent So what does that mean? I don't even know why you would put that message out there. That's frustrating. I think I think maybe that. Yeah, I just saw it have, two seconds ago. I was like, I can't believe that they're actually saying. Yeah, that. that's I, look, I think that's probably because you have two teams that are sitting there going. I don't think either team wants this. To be honest with you, I, I don't think the Bills want it. I don't think the Browns want it unless there's just an element of danger. Um, I, I think you have two franchises that are sitting there saying, we should be able to figure out a way to play this game. And it was funny because I saw Warren Sharp, you know, kind of tweeted like, hey, you're, you're asking for all the, you know, for, for uh, you know, uh, fans to pitch in with taxes for a new open-air stadium, but now you won't play the open-air stadium. <laughs> <laughs> That's where, true, right. We're getting dumped. And that's true. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you want to, you want to hit people up for hundreds of millions of dollars for an open air stadium. Okay. Well, you're going to do things like this. Then you might as well just make it a dome when it's a, in a place like Buffalo, because this is going to happen from time to time. And frankly, I'll tell you right now, if this was green Bay, uh, they already would have put the call out. Like, Hey, we're going to need people out there. So let's right, go. Yeah. like, like, let's go everybody get out there. And frankly, if they did that in Buffalo, They'd have twenty thousand people with shovels, with shovels ready to go. Like, there, there's no question that it would get get taken care of. Charles Robinson joining us, Yahoo Sports senior NFL writer. On the disappointment scale of one to ten, the Browns so far this year have been a what? Hmm. I if I could split it in two, I would say the you know. I wouldn't even rate. I actually think the offense has been pretty decent, you know, for the most part. I know people have it's it's not like it's been perfection, but I think when you look at how they're built offensively, I think they're going to be okay. You know, I just think defensively that's a pretty I would say it's a high score defensive. I'd say you'd probably looking at like a 9. Um I, I don't think there's I think there's a lot of frustration with how the team's performed defensively. I think you're going to what you're going to see is an off season where the front seven is a very, very high point of emphasis. And I think that the coaching is going to be a very high point of emphasis. And when I say that, I, I don't, I don't just mean, Hey, an emphasis on better coaching. I think it's going to be an emphasis on let's look at the coaches and De- figure out what needs to happen here. Defensive coaches or head coach Defensive included? Coaches. No, I, I look, I, I, I think Kevin's fine. I really do. I think, I think you know, if, if you sat there and you said, well, what's the biggest mistake Kevin made, you know, um, coming into this season, I think it's maybe rethinking how the, the coaching staff was approached last offseason, whether or not a change should have been, been made in, in a certain spot that a lot of people are talking about. And, you know, that, that 
ultimately didn't happen and may happen the next, you know, this coming off season. I, I, here's what's important about Kevin right now that, you know, I think fans should really pay attention to it's how does Kevin work with Deshaun? You know, once Deshaun gets in there and, and I, I wrote this, like, I hope fans understand this is not just a fix it. Like he's not walking in and you just fix it. Okay. And um, even if he did, I think it would be kind of fool's gold. Like when I wrote this, I brought up I, in 2019, I was talking to Kyle Shanahan about when they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, they trade for him at the trade deadline. They didn't start him until week 13. Jimmy rattles off five wins, right? A year and a half later, I'm, I'm sitting with Kyle and he's like, you know, that five wins wasn't the greatest thing for us because it was deceiving. We had a lot of work to do. And the fan base all of a sudden thought, this is it. We got the guy in here and we're, we're there. We're done. And he was like, the reality was we still had a lot of work to do with the, with the roster and some of the coaches. And that was in the summer of 2019. Well, they went to the Super Bowl, you know, six months, five, five months later, five months after I'm having that conversation with him. It reminds me what's going on right now in Cleveland. I think you get Deshaun in there and people have to understand that there's going to be a learning curve. You got to see how in, in a live game, he and Kevin work together. I know they had the preseason stuff, but you know, look at Hackett and Russell Wilson right now in Denver, very problematic how those two guys are working together. You know, look at green Bay and LaFleur and Rogers. Rogers has been complaining about the motion offense for years. Okay. And he's just becoming more vocal about it now. So there's an element of how will Stefanski and, and Watson fit together that will be looked at very closely. And then also who, once Watson is in there, who's he elevate? You know, what players, what surrounding skill position pieces will the front office look at and the coaching staff look at and go, great, great fit, awesome, we're, we're on our way, and who's not fitting? Like, who does there need to be an adjustment? Can it be coaching? Does it have to be, you know, roster alteration? I think, again, if you ask me, I think the offense is going to be fine. I just think that the point of emphasis you're going to see is, is really going to be defensively and, again, you know, on that, on that front seven. they got to make a decision with Clowney. There's going to be some elements, you know, work with the defensive tackles, the linebackers. Um, I, I really think that's where this will get tackled. But if, if people are saying, hey, pitch Kevin now, I, I don't think so. I don't think this is – I don't think that's the, that's the right decision now when you finally get the quarterback in there um, that you've, you've been starved to get in there this long. So, Charles, let me ask you this just because there's been – it's almost like a returning of the story from the beginning of the season where the defense said – you know, we've got communication problems, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you start hearing questions about leadership, and you're like, you know, the locker room, is it fractured? Are, are people yeah. pointing the finger? Are they listening to Kevin? Are they doing? Is this media-driven? Is this a byproduct of not winning? What is that? And Or is it just straight real? I think when you have a unit that is struggling as badly as the defense, of it, the defense is, particularly in the front end, I think the back end is, is you know, some functionality problems, but they're related more to what, what's happening inside the front seven. I think, again, it's a lot of the problem is the front seven, how it's working. Um, I think anytime you have a unit that's struggling like that, there tends to be some friction. You know, there, there's a little bit of locker room division. I don't think it's nearly as bad as what's sort of developing in Denver. You know, you look at Denver and they have a, a defense that's very high functioning and they're staring at the offense going, why, what's like, can you, you know, Jeff Saturday walks in and scores 25 points with the Colts. Like you got, like we're dying for 25 points. That would be great. And they just can't get it. Um, 
you know, I, if, if, I think if there's any frustration, I would compare it to, you know, in Dallas when Mike McCarthy started there and Mike Nolan was, was feeling like not the right fit for a lot of players. Okay. There was, there's a lot of players who were like, look, either it's scheme or it's the way we're being taught or, you know, you'd hear a lot of things out of Dallas's franchise about how Mike Nolan was operating and, you know, Mike McCarthy stood behind him as long as he could. And eventually it became an untenable situation and everyone in the building knew it. Everyone in the building accepted it, including Mike McCarthy. They made this switch to DQ, Dan Quinn, and it significantly altered how not only the talent was looked at, um, for Dallas, but I mean, just the functionality changed almost overnight. And I mean, you know, drafting Micah Parsons helped too. <laughs> but, sure. but, um, you know, again, it's, I do think a coaching change and I'll just say, look, I, I, I think, you know, the defensive coordinator spot, I don't think it's a poor expectation for people to go. Yeah. You know, it's, we've been sort of going through this song and dance for a while now. How long are we going to do this? So I think, you know, that's, that's part of it. And then I also think, oh, you know, example, Clowney. Part of the reason why you bring in Jadavion Clowney and he has been a year-to-year player, obviously the two years he's been there, and I think that's how his career is going to unfold from here on out, was the impact he would have on Miles Garrett in terms of the competitive nature of the two, being able to thrive off of each other, um, I think it's been a little more uneven than, than expected. And, but, you know, again, I do think the defensive tackle spot has, has hurt the, the decision in some respects. The last time I was on, we talked about Malik McDowell and how had that not gone significantly off the rails, um, maybe we'd be having a different conversation because of how he was projecting out at that point. Um, obviously he's not there. They didn't get any of the upside that they were hoping to get further down the line. I think that really hurt this team and they weren't really able to meaningfully address the defensive tackle spot in the off season. So it's look, it's a cascading effect here, but miles Garrett's going to be fine. Okay. It's going to be fine. It's just finding the right combination of players, um, on that roster to resolve it. Demarcus Lawrence wasn't that long ago that like people in, in Dallas were like, what are we doing here? Like, we overpay Lawrence. Like, why is he not, you know, what, why is this just not a consistent thing with him? Why is it like every third or fourth game, he's having a big game and, you know, they changed some of the pieces around him. Dan Quinn came in and you don't hear that conversation at all in Dallas anymore. They're extremely happy to have DeMarcus Lawrence. Charles, we've got about a minute. I'm going to ask you a question that deserves 20. So good luck with that. Um, (laughs) In Denver, is it a Russell Wilson problem? In Green Bay, is it an Aaron Rodgers problem? Uh, I think Denver planned to have Aaron Rodgers in in Denver. And I think that when that didn't happen, they had already hired Hackett. Rodgers, I, I think, frankly, changed his mind about what he wanted to do down the stretch in, in Green Bay and didn't really, you know, I think it, it just didn't factor in uh, Denver the way that initially he thought he would. And suddenly they paired Russell Wilson with with Nathaniel Hackett and in a lot of respects it feels like Hackett's just been in over his head from game calling standpoint from a um, develop you know developing a play set where it's like all right we use this down to set up this down and this down and this down and it's just there's a lot that doesn't seem like it fits so I think a lot of it's Hackett it can't be Wilson because you're not you can't get rid of that guy 
So, you know, with Hackett, they seem to believe in him. Who knows if it's a Robert Salas situation where it clicks in year two. I don't know that he'll get that opportunity with the new ownership. We'll see. As far as Green Bay, I mean, look, it's Aaron, Aaron just wants to run the offense himself. That's it. It's that <laughs> simple. He wants to run a West Coast offense. No more motion. Let me call the plays at the line of scrimmage, tempo, set the protections. Don't have guys moving around. I'll know where they're going to be in spots. And, hey, Christian Watson, let's, let's keep catching 50% of the balls down the field. He'll, he'll, he'll live with that. So um, that's just the veteran quarterback who wants to call the West Coast offense line of scrimmage, you know, the way Peyton Manning did. He, and he hasn't been quiet about that, by the way. He's let everybody know he wants the control that Peyton Manning had um, under Tom Moore. He'd like to just have a West Coast system. He runs himself. Charles, thank you. Thanks, Always Charles. great to have you with us. Hey, Charles. Charles McDonald <laughs> just dropped a piece on snow snow games that stink, and he and Phelps have the same idea. Like, they hate it. They hate these games. I'm just – I I looked at the headline what? while you were I'm talking. i not a fan, yeah. Charles. Charles McDonald from Yahoo Sports just dropped, snow games stink. Meet me at the logo. Are you his boss or you just work with him? He's – I mean, oh, he's on our podcast. He's on my podcast. I, I know. That's my guy. But, I mean, like, come on. He's just trying to be provocative. <laughs> That's the way Phelps is. They're the same person. Maybe Get they were separated. Here. Get out of here. Well, you know what? You're in the vast minority, so just hush. Nice. <laughs> Goodbye, Charles. There you go, Charles. See Thanks, guys. man. See you, Charles. Take care. Charles Robinson, senior writer for Yahoo Yeah, Sports. just as you were saying goodbye, I got an alert. Covering so, the NFL. Yeah, snow games stink. Meet me at the logo. Come on. Charles was That's on Charles the McDonald. North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.